listening and have a dope day. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are all of God's blessed and highly favored people doing today? I'm going to tell you how we're doing. We are relaxed, we are releasing, and we are self-aware. Amen and amen. (laughs) No, I hope. All of you are doing wonderful this morning. I thank you all for tuning in to listen to what the Lord has to say today. But before I get into this show, I would like to remind everybody that in the month of of November, good night, no, in the month of December, we had Giving Tuesday. And here at Radio Free Brooklyn, 
we've decided to extend it to the entire month of December because, and I'm going to give you the reason why, and then you can make your choice at the end. When you give to Radio Free Brooklyn, you are promoting shows that you would not hear anywhere else on the air. Like my show, for instance. I'm the only Christian-based show here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And I bring a new perspective to the station. So if you like hearing what I have to say, if you like to get a word from the Lord, because sometimes you just need to hear a word from the Lord, donate to Radio Free Brooklyn. It's tax deductible and you'll feel good about it. Okay? So getting into the show today, I attended a woman's conference last weekend. It was in Buffalo, New York. It was called the I Speak Life Live Conference for 2023. I'm sure some of you that follow me on Instagram, you follow me on Facebook. My Instagram is Today. My Facebook is my name, Kenya Z. Edwards. Um, and you saw that I posted some pictures from the conference. The conference was facilitated by Deetra Trueheart. I have been following Deetra for a number of years, but I had never attended any of her conferences. This year, I had decided, you know, let me attend one of her conferences. I had followed her and then I had stopped following her because I lost track of where she was. I wasn't really doing a lot of social media, so I really wasn't, you know, following anything or anybody at that point. And then I started picking it up again. And when I did pick her up again and I saw her, I was so happy to see her again that uh, I started following her again and I decided to attend one of her conferences. Like I said, her name is Deetra Trueheart, woman of God, totally anointed, totally blessed, has the word of the Lord in her mouth. And I've attended several conferences, I would say over the years that I've been in God, in the kingdom. And I've attended several conferences, local conferences, you know, large conferences, Jake's Woman Thou Art Loosed. And I actually saw Jake's before he started doing it in Dallas. I actually saw him doing it in Florida years, years, years before he even blew up with the whole Woman Thou Art Loose. But I saw it in Florida when he was there, he was visiting Paula White. Now um, that goes to show you how many years that was. I'm dating myself, but hey. Um, and what I'm, I'm, I'm saying all that to say, usually when I attend a conference, how I know that I really, really met God in the conference is when I can walk away and God has spoken specifically to me. And I'm not saying that God isn't in the conferences that you attend. Like if you attend Joyce Myers or Sarah Jakes or whomever, Elevation, whomever, Joel Osteen, if whoever conference you go to, there's always a general message from the Lord for everyone. So you're always going to leave a conference with some type of uplifting. Your spirit is, you know refreshed because God is always speaking to the masses, but then God can also 
target you and speak to you directly. And I will say that at this conference, the I Speak Life Live 2023, God spoke to me directly. And I knew that he was going to speak to me directly. And that's why I attended the conference. Because when I got there, I said, I knew God was going to meet me there because there was something he had to say to me. I thought it was going to be something maybe new that he was going to say to me, which he did tell me something new as well. But I don't want to go, you know, too far off course. But what I do want to say is the theme of the conference was it had to happen. And she took it from Genesis 45, 1 to 8. She was telling the story of Joseph and saying that it had to happen. Everything that happened to Joseph, it had to happen in order for him to be pushed to his next level that God had already preordained for his life. In that, she went off and she said to all of us, we all live in an it. We all have an it that had to happen to us in order for us to be propelled to our next level in the Lord. And then that got me to thinking, okay, Lord, my it. So when I finally came to grips with what my it was, which I had known what it was, but you know how we know things, but we bury them because we really don't want to deal with them. But what we also have to remember is regardless of what we want to deal with, God sees everything, knows everything. And if it's something that he needs you to work out, before he can take you to your next level, you know he's going to work it out of you. So in me dealing or coming face to face with my it at this conference, what I learned was, yes, God confirmed all his word that he had given me prior, which I was expecting to happen. But what I was expecting, wasn't expecting to happen was how I don't know if you guys remember when I had talked about shattering a glass. I had used that as an analogy. And I said that when you drop the glass, it shatters everywhere and you're trying to pick up the large pieces and you're trying to get the shards because you don't want to cut yourself, right? But then I said there's sometimes there's pieces that scatter so far that you don't see them until maybe one day you're cleaning behind a couch or behind a table or behind a cabinet. And you're like, oh my gosh, this glass was here. That's the experience I had at the conference. I knew what my it was. I knew what had shattered me at one point in my life, but I thought that I had gathered all the pieces of glass only to get to this conference to see that the piece of glass that I hadn't saw behind the cabinet, behind the counter, behind the couch was still there. So I had to deal with that piece of the glass that was there. But the new revelation that God gave me besides the shattered glass, and I thought it was so appropriate. And this is how I say when God talks to you specifically, you know exactly that it's you that he's talking about. Because even if he has someone else give an analogy that's similar to one that you had used before, like I used the shattered glass, it goes a step further because that's the message that he wants to give you. So in the message where she had she had her pastors there for one of the, the sessions and they came up and they spoke for a little while. And it was the pastor's wife, the first lady. She talked about how she had oil in the kitchen and she had dropped the jar and the jar shattered. And she was picking up the glass because she didn't want anyone in the house to get hurt. So she was thinking the oil was ruined, that she had dropped this oil that was in the kitchen. But what God showed her was 
she was able to repurpose the oil. Although the oil wasn't going to be used for its intended purposes, because it was a cleaning oil she had, she can then use the oil to clean the floor, to clean, you know, just different. She could use the oil still, even though the container that she was holding it in had shattered. And that was the message that I got, that although my container had been shattered, although my container had been broken, it had been broken so that God could repurpose what he had for me to do. Not that I wasn't going to do what I was intended to do when I was the complete tainer, but container, but then when I was shattered, what was inside of me was still able to be purposed to be used for what he needs it to be used for. So when I got that revelation, of course, I was like, okay, yes. I definitely met the Lord here and I was definitely supposed to be here. But I'm saying all that just to let you know that God wants you to trust him in everything that you have in your life. Even the things that you feel that you've gotten over, the things that you've come to terms with, the things that you feel you understand and you're able to go on and continue in what you have to do on your journey. There's still some things that he's looking to bring out of you because he has to still show you until I have all of you, I can't really put you where I need you to be. I can't really trust you to do what it is that I need you to do because you're still hiding this little part from me. And that's one thing I want to talk about too, the trust, because I'm always telling everyone, trust and believe, trust and believe. God wants you to trust him, but he also wants to be able to trust you as well. So as I'm always telling you, just trust the Lord, trust the Lord, trust the Lord. You have to also understand that he's looking to trust you as well. And the way that he can trust you with what he has for you to do with the mission that he has already purposed for your life is when we continue to surrender, continue to give him everything that he needs to work out of us to get us to be that perfect being that he's been trying to create in us through Christ Jesus. So I just wanted to let you know about that conference. She does the conference the first December, the first weekend in December every year. So if you go on Facebook, if you go on Instagram, she's on TikTok, Look up I Speak Life Live. If you think you want to attend the conference, follow her. If you think you like the message that she gives you, if you think you need to hear from God, you need to be there next year, I Speak Life Live 2024. And the thing about it, and this is how you know when God is totally working with you. Because remember a couple of months, maybe about a month or two ago, I was telling you how I kept feeling like, ah, I was out of place. I was in this wilderness position. I didn't know what was going on. And then, okay, boom, bang. God told me what that was about. Again, working on me, working on me, working on me to get me to be in the position that he needs me to be in to move forward where he wants to take me. So since we're in our last month here of December, you know, the month of December, and we are going into a new year, My message today is really anything that you need to work out to get right, to get ready, to go into your new for next year, start doing it. Give it to him. Surrender it to him. Don't hold on to anything 
that you know is going to keep you back from continuing on your journey in the way that you need to walk. And this is a perfect segue into what our message is today. Lord placed in my spirit, second Kings. I was listening to someone preach and they were talking about, they weren't talking completely about second Kings, but one of the passages that they used was from second Kings. But of course, you know, when you're listening to someone and, you know, doing a sermon and you're doing other things, you're listening, but you're half listening, but your ears tune in to something that, oh, that caught my ear. All I heard was second Kings. I didn't hear the verse. I didn't hear the chapter. So I was like, oh, second Kings. And I was, as I went on with the rest of my day, I was like, second Kings, let me go to second Kings so I could see exactly what he was referring to. Now, I don't even remember the story he was telling or why he used second Kings as one of the verses that he wanted to put in his story. But I go to second Kings and I just start reading second Kings chapter one. Lo and behold, you know, I've told you I've read the Bible several times, cover to cover. When I was in seminary school, we had to read it. Just reading it on my own, I had to read it. But when I read 2 Kings first chapter, I was like, I didn't re- I never read this story before. And that struck me because when I started reading it, I was like, what story is this? As I'm reading every scripture, I'm what story is this? I don't ever remember reading this story, right? So let me just go into the scripture before I give anything more. And I'm going to tie up how what the Lord gave me with second Kings before I went to the conference, going to the conference and how it all ties in together. So we're going to begin. Our reading is going to come from second Kings chapter one, and I'm going to read from verse one to verse eight. And of course I'm reading the new King James version, unless I say otherwise. Second Kings chapter one, one to eight. Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. Now, Ahaziah, I always have a hard time saying these names. Now, Ahaziah fell through the lattice of his upper room in Samaria and was injured. So he sent messengers and said to them, go inquire of Baal Zebub, the God of Ekron, whether I shall recover from this injury. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, the Tishbite, arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say to them, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are going to inquire of Beelzebub? the God of Ekron. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So Elijah departed. And when the messengers returned to him, he said to them, why have you come back? So they said to him, A man came up to meet us and said to us, go return to the king who sent you and say to him, thus says the Lord, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? 
Therefore, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. Then he said to them, what kind of man was it who came up to meet you and told you these words? So they answered him, a hairy man wearing a leather belt around his waist. And he said, it is Elijah, the Tishbite. Blessed is the reading of the word. Now, I'm going to give you a little background about Ahaziah. Ahaziah was the son of Ahab, of Ahab and Jezebel. Now, if you all are familiar with the story of Jezebel and Ahab, you know that they worshiped Baal. They did all wickedness in Israel. You know that they died just as the Lord had predicted their death. The, the whole thing with Elijah with the, on the mountain on Mount Carmel with the prophets and her killing all the prophets of the Lord. The whole big story, if you know the background. If you don't know the background, ring, read First Kings because it'll tell you the whole story of Ahab. And now you see here's his son. His son is continuing in the same wicked way as the mother and father. So here it is. The son fell through a lattice on his balcony and he injured himself. Now, the son knew, he knew the story of what went on with Elijah, because you see, when the messengers brought the story back to him, and he said, who told you this? As soon as they didn't know his name, the messengers didn't know his name. But when they described him, the king knew exactly who they were talking about. So that lets you know, not only did he know that Elijah was still in the land, not only did he know that the word of the Lord was in Elijah's mouth, but he could have went to Elijah and asked, am I going to survive this, this injury that I, that I um, sustained from falling through the lattice of my balcony? No, he wanted to continue in the wicked ways of his mother and father. And he goes looking for Baal, still looking for the gods that he wants to worship, that he knows have already been defeated. He saw it happen in the land when he was growing up with his parents. But do you think he learned? No, he still wants to play around with the false gods and go and ask questions of the false gods to get an answer. But see, God, all knowing, all present in all control, says, I got, a, I got a word for you. You want a word? I got a word for you. And he sends Elijah to the messengers to give them the word. So fast forwarding through the rest of the story in the chapter, he sends more messengers because now he wants to talk to Elijah. Now he wants to talk to Elijah after he's already gotten the word. No, you're not going to live. You're going to die. You're going to die. So he goes, send messages to Elijah. They go to Elijah. They ask, they tell him, oh, the king wants to see you. Elijah, now mind you, he sends a messenger and then he go with 50 men. Elijah's like, as long as I have the word of the mouth and the Lord of God is the living God that he is, all y'all will die. Boom, bang, they drop dead right there on the scene. Message, the word gets back to the king. He sends another 50 men up there to Elijah. Oh, the king wants you to come see him. He wants to talk to you about what, you know, the message you sent to him about him dying. Elijah says, once again, if I don't have the word of the Lord in my mouth, then, and you know, I'm, I'm 
doing the whole, you know, I'm summarizing the chapter, but it's not word verbatim that he said. But if you read it, you'll see that's exactly what he said. Look, if I'm the if I'm a man of God and I'm a prophet and the Lord of God, the Lord that I serve is the true and living God. All y'all going to drop that right now in front of me because I ain't got time for this crap. Boom, bang, they die. Word goes back to the king. King comes, sends another set of messages. And this message, he was like, oh, heck no. You ain't killing me because of some message that he don't want to hear. So he pleads his case with Elijah. Please don't kill me. Please, I'm just coming here to ask you to go see my king. He wants to talk to you. So Elijah's like, all right, I guess I can spare your life. I'll go down and talk to him. So Elijah takes the trip. Not that, not that the word of the Lord was going to change. Because the king was still the same. The king hadn't changed who he was. So why would the message to him be any different coming from the Lord? So, okay, Elijah goes to him. The king says what he says to him. You know, what is this message sending me? Elijah gives him the message. Lo and behold, end of the chapter. King dies. King dies. Now, when the Lord gave me that chapter to read, and I told you, when I read it, I didn't understand, number one, why I couldn't remember that chapter. I was like, why, have I, why can't I remember ever reading this story? And I'm reading and reading and reading. But I did understand. I did understand from reading it the first time that if you continue in your wicked ways, If you continue to serve gods other than me, knowing that I am here, but you refuse to come to me, you still want to go and do your own thing, you're going to die. I did understand that out of the story, right? So here we are. Fast forward. I go to the conference. Got the message I wanted and some of it that I Needed to hear again, although I had heard it before. So it was like, God, mm, giving you that little dig, like how many times I got to tell you. But in all, beautiful, beautiful encounter with the Lord. When I think back to when I first read the story and I went to the conference and now I read the story again because I had already written up what I wanted to say on the show for this week. So after the conference last weekend, Of course, you know, I'm going over my notes again because I'm like, okay, yeah, let's see what is God saying? What he said to me, and he, you probably can get the same thing out of what I'm saying from the both of them, from the message from the conference and the message from Second Kings, the Joseph story. God gives you a dream. God gives you a promise. He gives you a purpose in your life. He's imparted in you certain gifts that he knows that he needs for you to use in the kingdom because everything is about an agenda for God. God's agenda is the kingdom. Our agenda is our own little whatever we want for ourselves at the moment. That's not God's agenda. If we happen to fit into his agenda and we get what we want for the moment, everything's all well and good. But his number one purpose, yes, he wants to give us the desires of our heart, 
But it's the desires of our heart that fit his agenda for what he needs to be done. Not just the desires of our hearts to make us happy. It just so happens that we get happy because what we want is also what he wants. And the more that we align ourselves, which was our word for this year, alignment, the more we align ourselves with God, we will then have his desires on our heart that we will, of course, when he fulfills them, we're going to be happy. He's going to be happy. The kingdom's happy. Everybody's happy, right? But when you don't align yourself with God, when you don't look to him for everything that you need, when you try to go around him, go to false gods, which may be your job. It may be your children. It may be your money, your family, your friends, your addiction, whatever it is. We all have our whatever it is that we circumvent the kingdom because we want to do what we want to do because we still are daily killing that flesh with daily killing that flesh of everything that it wants. And we know sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it is hard. But when you circumvent knowing that God is right there, that you could take anything you have pertaining to you right to him, but you keep going around to your other gods to get what it is that you need, In the end, that dream's going to die. You may not literally die like the king died, but everything that God told you, promised you, said he was going to do, he's not going to fulfill those things if you're seeking other gods for the fulfillment of those things. The trust. Can he trust you? Can he trust you with what he told you that you would be faithful and follow. Are you going to take all of that, seek other gods for answers when he's right there? He's right there. If the king would have just went to Elijah, he'd have had his answer. And who knows? Maybe he might have lived, but then again, he was so wicked. Maybe not. But he, he didn't know because he wasn't thinking about God at all. Point I'm making is Joseph was able to get to his position because he, even though he couldn't remember everything in the dream, he still kept pressing forward. He still kept pressing forward. He was still true to what God had told him because he didn't sleep with Potiphar's wife. He knew that was wrong. He remembered the teaching of his youth. So he was still following God, even though he was in a mess. You too can reach your potential and continue on your journey, regardless of the mess that you're in, as long as you continue to seek and follow God. It's when you go out of the realm of following God and pick up all these other false gods to be your God is when your dream will die. With that, I think it's time for us to take a music break. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. We've been been through a poor night, only one night though. 
it's only gonna be You might catch me slipping, but it's gonna be You might see me crying, but it's gonna be You may see my tears falling, but it's gonna be Sing it with me, sing it with me, sing it with me. For the 
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. But before we get into Op-Ed, of course you want to know what, I want you to know what our musical selections were. Of course we opened up with our signature song, Making Changes by Grace. And Only One Night Though by Ty Tribbett. I heard that at the conference. And as soon as I heard that song, I was like, ah, it hit my spirit. I was like, you know, I got to put it on the show. You know, I had to put it on the show. And what better day to put it on the show but today because it ties into everything that God wanted us to get out of today's message, right? God sets everything up, everything up just the way he wants it to go. The next song that we heard was from Dietrich Haddad. And King D Music called Praises. Now, getting into op-ed, I want to just summarize everything that we talked about in the first half of the show, because that was a lot to digest. It was a lot to take in because there was a lot in the message. And see, one thing I want all of you to remember is regardless of where you get your message from, if it has to be number one, not regardless. Let me, let me clean that up because you just can't take everybody's message and run with it. But you know, if you're following Christ, he's your Lord and Savior, right? Holy Spirit dwells within you, right? You are serving the true and living God, right? When there are people who have a message and they can give you a message, once it resonates with your spirit, because the Holy Spirit confirms this is a word of God because it's coming from the word of God. So this is a word of God for you. You can take that message and spread it to others. Reason being is because that's what our purpose is to begin with. Yes, we have various gifts. Yes, we can do various things. Some are called to do one thing. Some are called to do another. But at the end of the day, and you know, we've talked about this before, and I just feel the, I feel the need to reiterate it because coming into next year, coming into next year, You have to be kingdom-minded. God has been preparing us to be kingdom-minded from after the pandemic. 
the way he took it and shook it up like a snow globe. You know, I love snow globes, right? I just love snow globes. You shake them and you just see everything all over the place until it settles. But because to me, snow globes remind me of life. Everything could be settled, but tip that snow globe over and everything is all over the place. It's all over the place. It's just holy chaos, right? But what, I, what I'm trying to say to you is coming into 2024, we have to be kingdom minded. We have to be thinking about how do we put forth the kingdom agenda. And the reason being is because Satan is busy. And you know, we went through the armor of God. We went through each piece of armor specifically so that you would know how to prepare yourself every day for this battle. And like I told you from before, you might not want to fight the battle, but you're in the battle. Once you said Christ was your savior, you were in the battle. Fight or not, you're going to, you will want to fight because if you don't, you're going to get your butt kicked. And it's just that simple because Jesus had already told us this world is going to give us tribulation, but don't have fear because he's overcome the world. He's defeated everything that is going on here in the world. But chaos is erupting because Satan knows his days are numbered. He knows his time is short. So yes, we have to stay kingdom minded because everything going forward is about the kingdom. And like I said, if your desires align with the desires of the Lord for the kingdom, yes, you're going to be a happy camper. But if your desires kind of don't, eh, you might be a little upset, but it ain't about you. It's not about you, boo. <laughs> right? It's not about you. But going back to the story and tying everything in, all the methods that you try to circumvent the Lord in order to get what you want. Here we go. Wanting it to be about you. It's going to be destroyed. It's going to be destroyed. And the reason why it's going to be destroyed is because it's not what he wants. That's not what he wants for you. That's not the way it's supposed to go, the way he set it up. And he's going to destroy it. And if we keep going to, okay, going back to when it said it had to happen and you find out what your it is, I want everybody to sit in there when they have their quiet time. Ask the Lord, what was your it that had you stuck, that had you still, maybe you're still living in that a little bit. Even though you might be doing things for God, you're still holding on to a little bit of that it, which is not completely freeing you up to be available for him to use you in the capacity that he wants to use you in. So I want you to take your quiet time and ask God, what show you what your it is that you still need to surrender to him. And when you find out what that it is, see if everything that you had been trying to fill, all those other false gods you've been going to to ask the question of, see if they've been the ones that's been feeding that it to help you cope with that it, to help you survive through that it that you refuse to let go and take to God and let him have it completely. Because if that's the case, you're going to die. Your dreams are going to die. You're not, you may not die literally, but you could die figuratively because 
when you think about the effects that have that not surrendering to God brings on your physical man, depression, anxiety, lack of finances, illness, fear, confusion, exhaustion. We're literally killing ourselves where if we just let that part go, and I know it's so hard. I know some parts is just so hard. Trust me, I know because you just want to hold on to whatever you had taken to sugarcoat that it to make yourself feel better. It's soothing you. So you don't want to be discomfort, in discomfort again. But if you go back into the discomfort that you probably should have dealt with the first time around, at least this time, you know, once you go through it, it's over and it's done with. And God can really give you the healing source of what you need to be whole again. Because that false God that you keep filling in that spot, you have to keep filling in that spot because you're doing it of yourself. And you can never, you can never totally give you what you need. Only God can totally give you what it is that you need, right? And it's so beautiful that we have Christ Jesus. It's so beautiful that we have him because when we go to him in our disobedience, and disobedience doesn't have to be a big major thing like you committed murder. Disobedience could just be that you're not telling the whole truth about your walk in life. There's things that you hide from others. You put on one face when you're at church, but when you're home, it's another. That's still mm, it's a little shady, right? But we don't want to show everything about ourselves because maybe the shame we're carrying, the guilt, maybe part of that it that we're holding on to will bring up, we feel will bring shame, will bring guilt will bring condemnation. But Christ already told us, Paul told us, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and who are called according to his purpose. So you know what? Regardless of what the world wants to say, because believe it or not, the world is going to say what they want to say anyway. When you walk right, they're going to talk about you. When you walk wrong, they're going to talk about you. So you know what? If they're going to talk Let them talk, but at least you could feel good about yourself. You could let God come in and heal you in the parts of you that aren't completely whole, right? So thank God we have Christ because he was touched with all our infirmities. So he knows everything that we feel. He knows everything we've gone through. He knows what it feels like to walk in our shoes. And believe it or not, God is all knowing that even though you're not telling him, he still sees it. He still sees it. And he's like, why are they carrying that? When all they have to do is give it to me and I can make them feel so much better. But no, we're running around like a, a Isaiah. Oh, go get the message. Go get the answer for me from Baal. And Elijah was right there. 
But what did God do? He stepped right in there. Mm, you ain't going to see no bail because I'm going to give you the answer. I'm going to give you the answer. And you should have came to me the first time. So I just want everybody to keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Even when we're running to the false gods, God still sees. And the beautiful thing about it is he's still there. All you have to do is turn to him and trust because you want him to trust you so that he can help you continue on the journey that he had already purposed for your life. And that ends up Ed. So now we were in a new month, which is December, and we have to have our new word of the month, right? The word of the month that I got, which is going to be golden for me going into the new year, reposition. Like I told you about the story of the oil, how the pastor says she repurposed the oil. She could use it for something else. And I told you the whole story with the shattered glass, even directing it towards me. Reposition, place in a different position, adjust or alter the position of. We can reposition ourselves. We could, although our life didn't turn out the way we thought it should have been, and it happened, it shattered us, we could still go and be this new person, this new being with the help of the Holy Spirit and Christ in our life and become still what we were going to do, even though it may look a little different to us because we had set in our mind what we thought it was going to be, but now it's going to be this, but it's still going to be used for the kingdom. It's still going to be used for the glory of God. So our word for this month is reposition, to place in a different position, adjust or alter the position of, right? And if you allow God to work in your life, he could reposition and use you in the kingdom in any way he needs because he knows the gifts that he gave to you. He knows what he put us here for. He knows the work that he put us here to do in the kingdom. It's when we lose focus of our true agenda is that we lose our way. But once you get back on track, get back in alignment, then you can get back to where you need to be. Our promise for the week is going to come from Isaiah 54.10. And that is, for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. Now that's a sweet word to take into the promise for the week. Just remember that the mountains may depart, the hills may be removed, but God's kindness is never going to depart from you. And his covenant of peace will not be removed. So even in all the chaos, even in all the everything that you were hiding, trying to get other gods to fill, God still has mercy on you. And his mercies and his grace are new every day. And with that, my lovelies, I say, everyone have a beautiful rest of your weekend. Enjoy your week. If you're in the Northeast or along the Eastern Corridor, be careful. The weather's going to get nasty. But I say until God brings us together again next week, peace. And we're going to dance it out as we always do. 
with Encounter by Positive. Have a blessed day. It's more than a feeling, more than the blessings, yeah. I want a new experience, strengthen my senses. Like a veteran night, I want to see mysteries. Draw me in closer, Lord, just like a chain reaction. When I give you devotion, yeah, you're taking me higher again. Yeah, I want to know all about you 